0: Be a part of the Fredericton Freeze Women's Basketball Team's $100 from 100 fundraising campaign. The Maritime Women's Basketball League team is seeking $100 from 100 businesses for their 2024 operating expenses. Email MWBA at outlook.com or frederictonfreeze.ca for details.
1: Hi and welcome to the Late Scratches podcast. It's Tuesday, November 28th. We're recording this, so that's your reference point uh, for this episode. No Uh, Christmas music yet, Yeah, No no Christmas music yet. I'm Bill Gibson with uh, Brad James once again and uh, three times back to the downtown Maryville studio. William
2: Hunt. Patrick, that's right. (laughs) Patrick Hunt. I was driving downtown this afternoon and I saw him putting some wreaths together. So come on, you may as well come over and take the podcast. So there we go. Probably shouldn't have left all those reads there. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure that Welcome we, back they'll be team. safe downtown. Yeah, exactly. yeah. No, one would, no one would ever take
1: anything. Absolutely. Downtown.
3: No, no. It's, uh, yeah, security forces in, in place. Um, Welcome back. Thank you.
1: Yeah. yeah. So we're up to episode 12. This, is, this makes it an even dozen. Um, we've broken a few eggs along the way, but certainly, you know, learned how to make the omelet here, I think, the last episode, Absolutely. extremely popular.
2: That was a good one. Heard a lot of feedback and being at the Lions Den on the weekend uh, taking in action there and it's amazing how many people just come up and say listen to the podcast and that was fantastic with Charlene Woolover and and Madeline Belding and, uh, and Charlene, uh, I spoke with her and she said, you know, I hope you did all right. And I was like, you hope you did all right. Like you killed yeah. that, you know, yeah. a, unbelievable conversation between both of them. I yeah. got to say
3: that when I'm not on, I'm usually listening. <laughs> and I have to say, you guys, I mean, you've found a niche and you've filled it very well. Every episode gets better. It's fun. You know, it's good to hear. Um yeah, and there's a you know there's a rich tapestry of uh, of stuff to cover for oh, sure. Yeah, I don't th- but, think uh,
2: we've scratched the surface. Yeah, yeah with, But with you guys, stories, uh, so.
3: like I say, you're filling a, a niche for sure. Good so I appreciate listening.
2: That's why we bring them back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's always it's always good to hear uh, to hear good
1: things. Uh, yeah. So that episode, Charlene and uh, and Madeline Belding, um, you know, Charlene, you heard it on the weekend. I heard it when I was there Friday night. The Leo Hayes parents. Are thrilled to have Charlene back at Leeways.
2: Oh yeah, I'm glad to see her back, and uh, she deserves—I don't know if "deserves" the right word. She should be on the sidelines. I've told her that countless times. So it's uh, uh, glad to see her back, immersed in it, and uh, and that staff's doing a good job with uh, with a very young team.
1: And Madeline Belding—the note I made—an elite coach in the making, if not already.
2: Yeah, it's true, and uh, I get a chance to work with her, which will be Wednesday tomorrow. There's an interesting military. Uh, Camp going on. Erin McAleen and Pauline Lorden have been a part of it. Uh, The military is trying to uh, uh, establish women's basketball. Uh, The numbers they don't have the the uh, huge numbers overall uh, in the forces, but uh, so they're trying to uh, create a three on three uh, version across the country in Atlantic Canada. And there's a big deployment. I think it was last week. So there's there's about a dozen women at CFB Gagetown. It started on Monday. And uh, so I'll be with Madeline tomorrow on the court just uh, to So is it to, a league concept no, you well, they, they kind of, uh, what they would end up doing is base versus base type thing or regional yep. regional type uh, competition in Atlantic Canada or what have you, just trying to promote the game from those who have played before to those who are neophytes and okay. just kind of introduce the game. So uh, Coach McAleenan and another person, you talk about Charlene being back involved, having Pauline Lorden back uh, with basketball in New Brunswick. Um, I know when I was president of BNB, we tried to get her back, but she just wasn't in that right spot in terms of time and everything. And now she is, and she just has so much to, uh, to give to the kids.
3: Yeah. You know what? She, uh, she appeared, uh, as the guest speaker at, uh, one of Jeff Speedy's breakfasts for success, uh, a few years ago and just had the, uh, had the crowd in the palm of her hand, you know, uh, Pauline just so accomplished on so many levels. Player and, s- and coach. Yeah, Absolutely. And just a great person, you know. And I think I, I wrote at the time something like, uh, you know, what a great performance she put on. As if just sitting there and reading her resume wouldn't have been enough, you know. <laughs> That's right Because yeah. she did. She had uh, the, the crowd right out of her hand. It was amazing.
2: Those are some good teams back then uh, oh. at UNB. We're, Certainly. We're, were they ever some yeah. good teams back then? And I was. I remember the Telegraph would send writers uh, one to Moncton, one to Fredericton. And that was. Uh, uh, Claire Mitten squad with uh, just a talented, talented crew. So uh, good to see Pauline back. Good to see a lot of coaches back. So yeah, getting back to the original comment there about being with Madeline on the floor tomorrow, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah.
1: And, and you know, when you say military basketball, you know where my mind goes to one of your freeze players, one of the freeze players from this past season.
2: That's right. Uh, with Because our Los Angeles product coming in Absolutely. with Andrea Wright. And uh, Andrea had spent some time in Fredericton Uh, During her military, well, she still is present-day military, and uh, in the U.S. with the Navy, and uh, she came up here for like three days or something years ago and kind of uh, didn't leave her hotel room uh, because she didn't know she didn't have anybody, didn't have a car or anything like that. I can't remember what the occasion was, but uh, so that's when she had reached out to us asking uh, to be considered to play in the MWBA all the way from Los Angeles. And, uh, yeah, sure. You've got look, you, you got to take a look. <laughs> had, you got to take a look. And she had played NCAA, had been to the final 64 of the dance and, and, um, and played professionally in Portugal, had some great stories about, you know, playing the pro life and all that. And still played, uh, last month in a military uh, tournament in uh, Georgia. So she's still active and just trying to figure, she's always said she's 38, I think. And uh, she said, I'm trying to figure if I'm in or out, if I'm, if I'm done. Oh, really? But she's had, she, she's had quite a career. I mean, she's back and she's battled some injuries and stuff like that. But um, it was interesting. I think she was the only American player in the league last year. I think so. Oh, so. And, yeah. yeah. And she certainly immersed herself here and made a lot of friends. Will she come back? Will she be in the team photo next year? Hard to say. I, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I know there's going to be a lot of turnover with the freeze this year, so we'll wait and see on that. Yeah. hmm
1: <laughs> And the other thing we're getting feedback on a lot, oddly enough, is Link Gates. We've had some oh, people really? reach out with Link Gates stores. <laughs> the missing Link. The the missing link. Yeah, so he, he's made an impact here in New Brunswick, whether, whether he knows it or not. <laughs> Good for ratings. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the missing link. Yeah. I, I, I told that story with Cooley, right? With Tom Cooley and our guest a couple of times ago. Link Gates' draft picture with the black eye yep. because he got in the bar fight the night before the uh, the NHL draft. Imagine with social media as it is now, had that happened, you know, this year. Oh, type thing, exactly. All over. Exactly. So, the way social well, media. He, he made his way through New Brunswick. He uh, was in, a Miramichi Riverman or something, was he Ended up coming back to St. John playing with the short lived St. John Scorpions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, certainly made his way around. Reputation will carry a long way.
1: The short lived Scorpions? That one sounds like it's stung a little bit the way you say it. <laughs> Very uh, good. Not Millie. bad. Not bad. <laughs> not bad. Not bad
2: at all. Totolusco was a part of that team. They won the Canadian Elite Hockey League Championship, the only Canadian Elite Hockey Championship, with a playoff win over the Dartmouth Destroyers. Wow. How's okay that? yeah that somebody's is... out there going yeah yeah i
3: remember that too. yeah that's deep deep trivia that is, that, that, yeah. is that is
1: yeah. deep trivia
2: remember i can't remember if i paid my power bill but i can remember
1: that. <laughs> I can remember the important things that's right so a lot going on around the city sort of i mean we're we've been been busy a little bit busy and then suddenly we're coming to a quick call yeah, the storm on, before the call yeah, on, yeah. The, on the university side starting to slow down, um, down one important event to talk about coming up this this weekend uh uh, Bill is the FSI auction.
3: Yeah, Frederick Sports Investments. I looked it up today. It's their forty-third auction, um, and you know what? It's a good group. I don't know of any other community that uh, that has such a group. Um, I think it started with you know a bunch of board of directors of the Frederick and Red Wings. Predecessors of the modern-day Red Wings—they were a junior team at the time in the New Brunswick Junior League—and they ceased operations. And uh, Murph Allen, uh, uh, Jake's grandfather, um, you know, decided, "Well, we've got time. What are we going to do?" Let's so do they wound up—they uh, had a, their first auction. I think was in the lobby of the Capital Winter Club and they all wound up buying each other's bake sale products and all this sort of stuff. It's grown since, I think, uh, COVID hurt them, uh, uh, really stalled their momentum. Uh, but this, uh, on December 2nd, which is the Saturday, they are gathering together again, and um, it's at the Richard J. Curry Center this time. And proceeds, you know, same concept, uh, auction and silent auction items, and. And, um, proceeds go to, you know, the teams that recruit the products, you know, you get what you put, you get back what you put into it kind of thing. So anyway, as I say, I, I think it's a pretty, it's a pretty good, um, it's, it's a good organization, you know, uh, I think their, their aims are, are sincere and, uh, I think they you know, they help. For, float a lot of minor hockey programs around here
1: so yeah over four and a half million back into the community since they started in 1981 Mm -hmm. uh that dinner as bill said is saturday curry center 100 bucks a ticket CA has all the information but uh it's cocktails at four thirty, dinner at six, and auction at seven thirty.
2: Yeah. You're doing the auctioneering, Gibby. You're doing uh, everything I'm, else. Uh, <laughs> do. I'm not. I'm not in the auctioneering
1: side of things uh, quite yet, at least.
3: Oh, Johnny Jardine. So it's second generation. Frank uh-huh. was among the originals. Uh, board of directors and uh, he's handed the gavel to, to john jardine who's the president of the the new president of the organization and he's doing some auctioneering duties
2: as well if i'm not mistaken and huntsy you may remember this gardner mcdougall is an auctioneer is he not
3: uh i think he's done some auctioneering yes. and he's done some uh, horse race calling right. and stuff yeah, like that yeah. he's just uh you know you Damn give gardner one big. of these microphones and yeah, you right. won't get Speaking it back of Tom Coolen, that's <laughs> right. yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, but i'm sure i had a conversation with coach mack Years ago, and that you know, when he retires, if he ever decides to retire from that perennial championship contender, he's got a he's got well, a wee, he'd probably a be mayor career. for a while. <laughs> well, that's true, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then when he gets bored, he might yeah.
3: pick up he the auction that. gavel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'd pay to see that. Yeah, so yeah. That's, a,
1: that's a good segue into my notes. At least starting out with about a half page of hockey notes on on my side here, NBPEI Major U18 Hockey League. That's a mouthful just to say. We must be able to come up with a better name for that between the three of us, can't we, here tonight? It used uh, to
3: be midget AAA, and somebody who decided that you know right. midget was a derogatory term, and da 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 da. da. I, it's still in the back of my head. It's midget AAA, and yeah, I don't, it. It I don't want, want to offend anybody, yeah. but it's still in my vocabulary. In my vocabulary, it's midget AAA.
1: So yeah, so Thursday, St. John Vito's at the Cap 7:45 at the Willie O'Ree. The Caps are in Charlottetown. Uh, on Sunday so interesting A um, you know, bit of hockey there and
2: that's good hockey I mean it's uh that under 18 level has changed dramatically uh, you go sometimes if I'm playing in my geezer circuit like the under 15s are out skating and you're like <laughs> Yeah. These kids are huge. <laughs> like massive. And uh, and they all skate, you know, skate well and everything. So I mean it is they're the they're the precursors to the next devil next level, whether junior A or major junior or The Red, Red Wings Warcraft. always
3: grab a couple of territorial picks. Right. Usually From out the, of that uh, program, but yeah. certainly out of that league. Yeah. So uh, it's a feeder program for
2: it's going on.
1: Yeah, yeah, and if the Vitos were to bring a couple of pies up from St. John on the way up, they'd probably get a couple more fancier <laughs> to around on the table.
2: Call medium George. He knows what I get. Hawaiian every time. <laughs> Because pineapple belongs on pizza, and I, that's a hill I'm going to battle. I,
1: I agree you're not going to get any, any uh, feedback from that one here. Okay,
3: but barbecued chicken? No. No, thanks. No, that's
1: not right. <laughs> I made sure.
3: that mistake like a couple of weeks <laughs> yeah, ago. not even funny. <laughs> no, it's not funny.
1: Uh, NB Southern Senior Hockey League, another league with a long name. Tri-County over St. John, 8-7. And game time over Grand Lake, 13-6.
2: Lots of goals. Sam that's Campbell joined the team. Uh, uh, Tri-County squad, the Express. He had four or five points uh, the other night, and that was a bit of an upset win in that league, something I follow because I've played or coached in previous That's incarnations of that yep. circuit, right? So um, well, good to see them win down there in the junction and uh, try to get some uh, points and, and make that a competitive entity.
1: Yeah. yeah. Both those local clubs, if we can count Tri-County and Grand Lake as local, sure. I, I count them as local, both on the road uh, this week. So no, no home games no to get to in, in that league. Uh, the Freshman Red Wings. Uh, they had a busy week. Uh, they won versus West Kent at home. I was there for you, Brad, for sure. that one. That was a uh, an exciting game. Um, really, I thought that could have went either way as West Kent stormed yeah. back in the the third period with three goals in I think two and a half minutes. Yeah, because it was five
3: one after two. Yeah, it was five one, and then, home and cool. And you're not. <laughs> yeah, and then
1: the uh that uh oh, the guy's name just went out of my head there. The big star for West Kent. He was just spectacular in the in the third period. Um, I
3: think four had, points. So I don't. I didn't I see the game, but
2: I didn't do the I did get yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. capsule. Yeah. Um,
2: well, the wings went on a nice roll there. They, uh, they did, and then they, and they lost
1: the, the last two on Three. the road at Edmonton at Miramichi. Yeah. They're back with Miramichi at home here on Thursday, so back to back games, and I believe that one in Miramichi. Was a penalty-filled affair, yeah. I think. So start
2: seeing the tens uh, being so. tossed around. No surprise there, uh, but the wings have created a little bit of separation. Uh, six points up on Camilton and Grand Falls now in the fourth, and they were ahead of Edmonston at one point in time. But that little, so that four-game win streak or five-game maybe, uh, turned into a two-game losing streak. But still, at least they seem to be getting their footing a little bit. You just want to because points now are as important as they are in March, but uh, you want to get that separation. Yeah. Any moves to be made? I think well, there will be moves. Trade deadline yeah. is
3: usually around the tenth of January. January that's isn't usually it?
2: the roster freeze. So um, a lot of players, even at that level, that can be traumatic when you're you know yep. you're at high school and you're established somewhere and uh, or you're college studying online, whatever it is, and you get traded. That's uh, it's part of the business and that's uh you know that when you get signed. Yeah. Sorry, son, you're an Amherst rambler. Absolutely. <laughs> Enjoy Amherst.
1: <laughs> Um, and then they have Grand Falls back Saturday, sa- Saturday night, isn't it?
2: is not it Saturday? I've got my days.
1: Huh? I, I think it's Saturday, but uh, check. I'll, I'll figure it out. Check uh, the Maritime Hockey League <laughs> If you got to be You're there. You yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a little bit out there. Uh, St. Thomas Women's Hockey, uh, three points on their road trip, lost in a shootout at Dell. They haven't had great luck in shootouts uh, this season, and one three one 3-1 at X, second place. Yeah. Uh, so that's three out of four possible points, puts them in third. Only a single point back of X for second, five back, of and they UND play tomorrow night, do they not? And they play tomorrow night, Wednesday night, um, in Mount Allison or at Mount Allison. That's a pretty quick turnaround from Sunday on the road at X to being in in Mount A yep. um, on Wednesday evening. So not a lot of body recovery time there if you take Monday off, one day of practice on. Tuesday and then back on the road. And that Mount
3: A team, I think they're one and twelve or whatever they are, but they're more competitive than you would expect. A rookie
1: coach, twelve. They, they are game. more competitive, and they did just pick up their their first win. So, yeah, Tommy's cannot take that one lightly. But already they've scored more goals this season than all of last.
3: Yeah, and uh, more wins, I think too, right? And more wins,
1: uh, but also in my view, have to be one of the best kept secrets in local sports. Like they don't in my mind draw as many people as they deserve to get into the rink to to see them they they play hard they have fun they're competitive like they're right around the top of the standings they've played with everyone yeah and could even have more wins if they you know a little bit more luck in in the shootout and
3: and you know what? Having rebounded the way they have, where their first half record is better than all last year, you start kicking around coach of the year candidates, yeah. and that's usually what they look for is yeah. you know the guy who does the most with the least or has the most dramatic turnaround. So an early plug for Peter Murphy and his staff. So... Yeah, you know, I mean I know there's lots of lots of hockey to play and lots of decisions to be made yet, but uh that is
2: the I mean we've talked about this a few times. You, you go 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 and, and yeah. you slam stuff, and then you know some one of the one of the university teams isn't home until January 20th. Yeah, there's sports. there's a bunch it's of just... university teams that aren't home until <laughs> yeah. January, yeah. January just, when I go through my Yeah, I get it. It's student athletes. I get it, yeah. but you, you just you like that role and then you have that break. Yeah. See? So yeah.
1: it's got to be hard to build momentum as a program as as, uh, you know, sports marketing, whatever you want to call it, to get, to get people out when your, your season's really compacted in, into November. And then yeah, six you meet, hit a brick wall. Six weeks yeah, January, you hit
3: February. a brick wall in December, and yeah, that's
2: true. Yeah. And the interscholastic season it kicks into high gear now in December with a bunch of tournaments, and then it goes fairly quiet into January with exams, and then there's a couple of tournaments along the way, and yeah. then boom, you're right into the playoffs. at yeah. that level. So I always found that those first two and a half months just fly by. Once January got here, it's amazing. Winter seems to go slow as you get older, but uh, if you're a high school player, it goes really yeah. quick. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. And UMB's women's hockey,
1: thirteen and three, atop the conference, uh, beat Moncton six two, and then UPI two one in a shootout, both at home. They are done now uh, until January sixth and seventh, where they go on the road again. So yeah. they're not back home. Well, anymore. you
3: know what? When you think about what Sarah Hillworth has done with that program <laughs> in six years, crazy. You know, turned it into a a perennial contender. Uh, their facilities are probably the best in the AUS. You know, and all because they had to fight tooth and nail to get it back, and finally they did the right thing. And look you know, at me now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I thought when they were first rebuilding that program, they'd they'd get in a former Olympian into coach or something like that. And they came up with Sarah Hillworth, and I still remember her opening press conference. She looked like a deer in the headlights. She was just scared. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a pretty daunting task. Twenty
3: six years then. old, and I mean, the crowd at that press conference was bigger than crowds at some of those games since, but, uh, boy, she's done a great job.
2: And imagine the, obviously I wasn't part of that hiring committee, but going through that, um, with the notoriety and the program coming back to yeah. being and taking, I don't know if taking the chance is the right term. We tried to get Sarah on, uh, earlier, but trying to match schedules with babies and yeah, <laughs> our no, schedules exactly. is tough, but exactly. yeah, she's done a remarkable job. I remember popping my head in years ago and saying, good luck, uh, and everything, but just, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's empty
3: speculation and me just thinking out loud, but uh, Howie Draper, the University of Alberta coach, who's an icon out there, uh, has left to take over the— left, I don't know if he took a leave of absence or whatever it is, but he's in charge of the New York franchise and the PWHL. So there's an an opening, theoretically, in Alberta. I think it's being filled on an interim basis. Uh, But you wonder, you know, uh, Sarah played for him. Had a great five-year career there, 50 right. goals, 50 assists, and 100 games, and just a heart and soul player. And you wonder, you know what? Jobs at your the matter. how often do they come up? <laughs> That's true. Absolutely. And and it can be uh, enticing. Yeah. We, yeah. We,
1: we, we saw here with UMB women's basketball how enticing they, they yeah. are. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. there you go.
1: It's true. So that, we know that that can happen. Um
3: yeah, so, I, Sarah, if you're listening, I apologize for not asking <laughs> you first, but this is how ex-reporters think. We think out loud. And, and that's right. Yeah, So
1: yeah, and, and Sarah, if you do want to be on the podcast,
2: just hang, <laughs> hang, hang some research downtown. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Call one 800 Gibby. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should have lots of guests now uh, lined up because of, you know, the, the, the bit of yes. dormancy in, in sports coming up. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and lots to, of to to topics
1: there um you men's hockey we haven't touched on that yet um sounding like a broken record here 16 and 0 now one versus U to m uh and then at Moncton. that doesn't i'm not sure that's correct my notes look wrong when i say one versus UTM to m and then one at Moncton. not no, sure they played no, them back to back something no. wrong there with my notes yeah P-E-I, they um, finished the first half against p.i. p.i. yeah P-E-I, yeah, yes.
3: yeah and speaking of University of Alberta and perennial contenders and all that sort of stuff. I just I happen to notice scores from out of town. and Usually you it's UNB and U of A, 1A and 1B in the conversation, but U of A lost to the Manitoba Bisons in a monumental upset last right. week. So I, I wonder if they've come back to the pack a little bit there. I haven't scanned the Canada West standings, but I, I did make note of that score, and that was a monumental upset. That's David versus Goliath.
2: I find I start really paying attention to the rankings and everything, closing in on the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And we all know how rankings Oh, and that's the thing. The
3: rankings are just something to chew on. Absolutely. It's It's a great
2: Tuesday piece of information. But once you get into that nitty gritty of February and uh, – They're uh, fodder for late scratches. They're fodder for discussion for
3: sure.
1: Uh, UNB men, they finished the first semester at X and Dow on Friday and Saturday. So they've still got – some playing to be done there. Yeah. In
2: basketball. Or hockey, hockey, sorry. Yeah. Right. Hockey. Sorry. So you told you didn't know what day it is, didn't know what sport is. Yeah.
1: Oh, it gets
2: dizzying for sure. sure. That's
1: right. Uh, and high school hockey, as per last week, I have not found a good source for schedules or information on high school hockey. Fire that email out, Gibby. There's gotta be one out there. Somewhere. Is there
2: not a central NBIAA site anymore?
1: I thought there used to be. Well maybe maybe I have not found it. Late Scratches at Outlook.com. Late Scratches at Outlook.com.
2: <laughs> what was yeah. that email?
3: <laughs> Tim yeah, Smith used to be very yeah, good. at yeah, Tim has stepped
2: aside, and he did give us a bunch of uh, preseason stuff with FHS. He's still involved uh, yeah, with the Cats I in some way I'm not sure if he's driving the bus or uh, packing no, the sticks, yeah, but he's yeah. uh, he's been and, a, and a, you know a solid citizen because he's a Bruins fan. But um, <laughs> but yeah, he did give us some information. But it's out there, and it's, it's sometimes it's uh, it's not easy to find the sports you're looking for. Um, but we're always available to be contacted.
1: Uh, absolutely. Um, anything I'll I'm going to turn the my page over here. Volleyball's next on my Fire list. Uh, volleyball, may as well stay with UNB. UNB men's volleyball, 2-6 and six in the conference. Next at a Winnipeg tourney, tourney December 28th to 30th. Uh, so, not a lot new to say there. I don't think they played this past week. Uh, UNB women's volleyball, 5-3 and three in conference. That's tied for second. They won at Moncton. Uh, and they have four road games to start second semester, back home January 19th. Okay, geez. Big gap. Had a couple of months. Yeah. See you in a couple of months, guys. <laughs> girls. Yes. Um, Stay sharp. Yeah. Stu men volleyball, three and four. They won in straight sets on Saturday versus Holland, and don't get me started, on Saturday. Um, dropped to five Saturday Okay, the, now you got to. <laughs> the, next, the next day to uh, St. Anne. That one really got away from them. Uh, middles were strong. Uh, the outside hitters really bottled up by St. Ann. a tough day there. They're off until January 13th when they hit the road at UNB SGA. Okay. So Saturday, um, just a brief story on Saturday. <laughs> Everyone knows Saturday was the Santa Claus break. It was. <laughs> I might have overextended myself in what I thought I could take on Saturday by doing UNB volleyball in the afternoon and then trying to get to Leo Hayes for a uh, 6 o'clock the game Lions Day. And, 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 the Li- and the Lions Den. <laughs> the silence so was I, deafening I get, at
2: the uh, at the Lions Den.
1: I get to the general vicinity of the UNB gym on Saturday afternoon, and, yeah. and with whatever's going on at the Curry Center, the Christmas craft fair. Ah, uh, yes, the, the un- Etsy craft fair. The, the under-11 uh, basketball tournament that had a couple of the gyms, I think the downstairs one, I don't know how they divide that up. Uh, you couldn't even turn left to the Curry Center towards the parking lot. That little lot beside the main gym was packed. Okay. They were lined up double lined on one side of the road out, single lined on the other side in with only one path down the middle to get out. Okay. So I ended up at the LBR. <laughs> the LBR was also busy yeah. on Saturday. I don't know what was going on there, but if you know the LBR lot, I was in like the far, far corner. Down by the um, walking trail, yeah. What down by the walking trail and whatever okay. that, that field is, college field or whatever, on the far side, I could have hopped the fence and yeah. and played a little whatever they were <laughs> whatever they had going on there. Much quicker than I could have walked back to the main gym for yeah. volleyball. So it was about a ten minute walk from yeah. where I was parked to 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 where I, where I got there. And of course, when you come out, the traffic started. <laughs> like I was waiting yeah. in the parking lot to get out on the university avenue and across the Princess Margaret Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. I was close to an hour from when I left my seat to when I got back to Marysville. Okay. Between the walk to the vehicle and the walk over, there was no hope that I was making the six o'clock yeah. game at Leo Hayes and I had lost a lot of my cherub like demeanor <laughs> before I even got past the gym on the way back up over the
2: hill. Getting these horrible uncharacteristic <laughs> texts from Gibby, like ready just to, you know, snap. <laughs> big <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, it was oh, and, pe- uh, <laughs> and
1: people were doing just crazy things. So oh, did you get to the Lions' <laughs> Den eventually? How got, late were I, you? I got to the Lions' Den Friday night. I did not get there Saturday. Okay. Um, I didn't want to be the guy to walk into Leo Hayes and announce the last game of the day, the FHS game, and not have done yeah. the Leo Hayes game before. And I thought that just was not a, a real particular good look. Um, and as I say, I was not... Not, the in the best be- of not, not in the best of mood. Not in the best of mood, but by the time I get home, yeah. um, Santa, why do they- <laughs> uh, yeah, I... Yeah, I didn't have very many good things to say about the people that closed the, the downtown bridge, um, particularly with the state of the Princess Margaret Bridge. Anyway, we've talked about we talked about that one. Um, so yes, there there was that uh, on on Saturday. Uh, Stu women's volleyball five and three, one in in five sets over Holland. That was an absolute great match on on Saturday it went long and it was close. Kathleen Boyle was absolutely outstanding for Stu and picked up female athlete of the week. week. Yeah for that and then they won 3-0 against st Ian on Sunday. That one started unbelievably with 12 straight Stu points. Okay. So that kind of tells you how that match sort of went. Um Yeah, they're they're 10 conference points, puts them in second in points, but fourth in the standings. Mm. Yeah, thanks to uh, win percentage and games played differential. Uh, And they're done until um, after the break. Yeah, yeah. So a lot lot happening there.
2: AUS basketball, local uh, lit it up in Halifax.
1: Oh, did he ever. Uh, Malcolm Christie, record-setting game. 14 of 26 field goals, 8 of 17 three-point field goals. I'm told some of them were spectacular. I haven't caught up to that one. I'm not sure, maybe even if you can online now, the way they have AUS TV. And 15 of 15 from the from free throw line. line. Yeah, yeah. Um, no other Tiger in double digits in the loss. Uh, and the UNB five guys in double figures in the win.
2: Yeah, yep. and overshadowed, right? I mean, UNB won the game. I'm yeah. I'm sure, you know, yeah. there's some no. Malcolm will look well, back. he I took 26 wins. shots, yeah. and the rest—I
3: I did the math—and the rest of the guys in the starting lineup took 26 shots. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, feeling yeah. it.
2: He was on fire. But big win for UNB going in, you know, gives yeah, the traditional four,
1: power. Four and four. Yeah, yeah. A, lurking, I would yeah, say. Yeah, Sort side. of lurking. Yeah. Interesting record. Um, yeah, I
3: think uh, getting back to Malcolm for a second. Uh, I, I put a note up saying uh, his mom was a pretty good player, Laura Swift Christie, yeah. and, uh, and Joyce Slip got back to me and said, might have been the best all-round player I ever coached.
1: So, yeah. she yeah, was Covers a lot of she turf. Was skilled. She yeah. was She was really good. I can remember being in grade 10 at FHS, and she would have been on the varsity team then, um, and it was myself. And her and Steve O'Rourke, after practice one day, Steve recruited me to throw passes into the post okay. to yeah. Laura, and they were working on some post moves. Uh, so that's my sort of, one of my early Laura Laura um, Swift-Christie sent an invitation okay.
2: out to her two years ago to come out with the freeze. Why not? Is that right, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh. yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You
3: know, you mentioned Malcolm Christian is 51 points, and you mentioned Steve O'Rourke. I saw Jackie Flieger, now Jackie Kerr put up 51 points <laughs> at, the at the Aiken Center, Center one night. And she didn't was, want to come out, right? Didn't like, want to come out, yeah. just absolutely on fire. Yeah. I don't remember any other detail of that game, but I do remember her, her totals were 51 points.
2: So I coached with Jackie at the minor level a bunch of years ago, and she came off work our practice, whatever it was, say 6 o'clock, doesn't matter. She came in, literally had high heels on in her work outfit. Yeah. There was a ball that bounced to her as she was coming into the gym. She picked it up lefty, Yeah, drained it from the corner zero hesitation <laughs> in high and, heels and, and, yeah, and the girls are like <laughs> 14 under right and they're just like i just see what i think i saw and then she's just right back in with just yeah. give a minute i gotta change here get into stuff get into practice but yeah i mean she could shoot so that didn't want to come out she was a senior that year right so usually yeah. it's you know you come out you get the hug and say farewell to my high school career and she had 51 She was like i'm not coming out no <laughs> like waving coach no. off right yeah, yeah. that that was goal
1: some incredible teams back here that's right that's right in the middle of the street they oh went, uh, yeah 100, exactly 126 that's, or whatever the it was 131 i think 131 yeah. yeah a big a big number yeah um actually it ended my grade 12 year they were they were they were beaten sorry who for, beat them kv uh, i cannot remember i think Good it question. was a team from away actually I yeah think, i think it was a, not a province uh, yeah. team. That Steve team O'Rourke, that think, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> He <scratches>. would know. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know. We we have a few listeners from from that squad out there. Yeah. I've heard from them. So somebody may reach out and tell me sorry for bringing that I'm up. Bringing through, that up. For, yeah, for my fellow. Uh, graduates way back when. Yeah, we won't. We won't say that year either. It's, it's more than a couple ago now from high school. For do you notice
2: when you have to fill out forms now? You're getting further down in that year yeah. arrow. Yeah. Like oh, keep yeah. going, keep going, yeah. keep going. That's right. Yeah. When did that happen?
1: Oh boy. U and women won at Dal as well. Now seven and one.
2: Yeah. Lead the league.
1: Lead, yeah, lead the, lead yeah. the conference. Jade Avino, thirty points. Uh, Kylie Speedy, fifteen. And interesting off the bench, Katie Butts, fifteen point seven rebounds.
2: Yeah, buts and she can go get it. Uh, whether she's starting or coming off the bench, she's going to contribute. And we get to see a lot of Katie, of course, with the with the freeze in the MWBA, and just uh, and friend of the show, one yeah. of the very very th- much most friend, fun friend of the had, show, Jenny. Uh, Jenny yeah, uh, right.
1: started um, in in Katie's. I'll say normal spot, squat, yeah. but... Uh,
2: Picked up know. a couple of major awards in her forestry and environmental management. Yes, I saw Jenny that. And yeah. And Katie and Kylie, Jenny, and eight other were Academic All-Canadians yeah. announced today. Yeah. So. yeah, And Pretty you cool, know what? I saw uh,
3: 141 yeah. U, uh, UNB athletes overall. I think that's a new record. They set a new record every year in that department.
2: Like having Academic gone through it... canadians ...and seeing the commitment um, that they make, whether like the the lights on a bus... Yep. um just getting home at wee hours uh, from Cape Breton, whatever it is, snowstorm, snow state, and you've got to hit the books and everything, and then practice and film, and and we talked about that with Madeline, didn't we, a little bit? Like yeah, it's two full time jobs. Yeah, right? absolutely. And eighty uh, percent or better is the standard. And so anybody out there, CCAA U Sports, if you're an academic, all Canadian, like huge credit.
3: Absolutely, absolutely.
2: I never qualified for. An <laughs> All Canadian. I tell Pretty you my, all Canadian. Yeah. My
1: university transcript. I touched. I think every possible letter that there was. Is that right? Yeah. For, yeah. It's. I. I had one particular subject that gave was a source point for me, and it, it caught me a lot of those lower. Right. Yeah. Those, uh, I'll call them lower. The, yeah. the ones that are farther into the alphabet, the ones you don't want, <laughs> caught, a couple, caught a couple of those with that one particular, and it was calculus, first year calculus. Okay. My first year calculus teacher, great guy, but you don't want to take calculus from a stats prof. Yeah. That's what I'll tell yeah. you.
3: Yeah. Okay. Um, Words to live by. And I from, was and from there, it was yeah.
1: multiple attempts to get calculus through for me. Yeah. Yeah. I was very average all the way through. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: I like school, though. Really yeah. Really Yeah. yeah. But however... There are other uh, things to do.
1: Yes, yeah, do basketball. Uh, the men, 5-1. and one, They won a battle at UMBSJ, 72-67. Uh, 16 points from Noah McCarthy. And uh, male athlete of the week, Ted Braden, uh, 11 points, 18 rebounds. So that's a heck of a game wow. Knows his way around yeah. the boards. He yeah. knows his way around the boards. He's a pretty athletic. Haven't yeah. seen the rankings. Are they still 9? They went up 1-8. Oh, okay, good. I uh, saw, uh, saw that today. They host Holland uh, College Saturday at 4 and UKC Sunday at 3. Um, also had their first recruit announced this week, uh, Cameron Evans yeah. out of yes. FHS. Solid move both for Evans and the Tommies.
2: Yeah, great. Right. I, I know uh, Coach Hickey was at the Lions' Den watching him play as well on the weekend, so up close and personal. And it's, it's kind of different for players. Uh, some of them want to commit early. Yep. and get it done get with it and then just concentrate yeah. on their senior seasons. Others will will wait until later in the year and I, and I think that's, you know, it's up to the person, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, if you want to make that commitment, literally make that commitment early. Uh, but it's it's heavy recruiting season right now. There's no doubt about that. It, it is and that's
1: something we should talk about here sometime in the coming episodes.
2: Yeah, I talked to Peter Kelly who uh, is assistant coach with uh, UNB and I think he'd be a great guest to have and just talk about what goes into it. Yeah, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot that goes into it and anybody out there that is being recruited, I, one of my biggest pieces of advice is ask questions, Yeah, ask as yeah. many questions as you can, cause it's flattering to be recruited. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And yeah. It's, it's one of the few it's times. nice to be wanted. It is nice whatever be Because be yeah. because a lot of times you're applying for jobs, right? Once yeah. you've done university, you're going after them. This is one of the few times, uh, people are pursuing you. So ask any and all questions. Don't, uh. Uh, wait until maybe it's it's too late sometimes.
3: Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Tori was recruited, right, quite mm-hmm. a bit? Yeah. What did you learn from that experience?
2: Um, one thing I learned, biggest piece of advice that she had um, was if you know you're not going to a school, let the coaches know. Yeah, And uh, Tori being Brad's daughter, by yeah, the way. And I think one of the coaches said they'll never be mad, and I can't remember which coach that was. said none of us will ever be mad. But if a recruit does reach out to them and say, "I'm not coming," we're disappointed. But you have to move on. Yeah. So you know, it's it's too easy to say, "Oh, this is great. I've got X out of schools after me. Uh, let's let's keep them hanging on." If you know you're not going, how involved
3: were you down. as her dad in the whole recruiting process, or did you leave it right to her?
2: Um, boys, it seems like so long ago now, and I'm sure there's a lot of parents out there thinking that. Um, I think we talked. There were some schools she knew she wasn't going to. One of the best recruiters of, of all was from the University of Maine at Prescott, of all places. Mm-hmm. A fantastic individual, um, and just you know. But it, it just seemed like Prescott was probably not what was going to happen. But as far as personality and uh, uh, wonderful man, yep. uh, you know, really blew the entire family away. But just yeah, you you want to give advice at the end of the day. She. Made the decision where she was going. I was going to gonna go. say, was yeah. it a
3: family decision? No,
2: no. I remember where we
3: were. And you talk about this guy coming up from Maine. Is he uh, coming into your living room and drinking coffee all night, <laughs> or what's what's the setting? How's yeah, that go?
2: Schools usually tournaments, yeah. uh, emails, all that stuff. And it, it's a neat process. Most recruiters will go through the coach first, and then they'll contact the parents, and then the and then the player themselves. But uh, you never know. Yeah, and, and uh, just uh, yeah, it was her decision at the end. Yeah, yeah.
1: You have to think Halifax a little bit different than Presque Isle. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: think so. I think that had think a little so. bit to do yeah, with yeah. So the Exactly. It like, yeah. yeah. He was, um, oh, and I'll tell you a quick story. We, I was coming back from Boston and stopped in a subway off the highway of the 95, and the University of Maine Presque Isle men's baseball team was in there. And they were in full uniform. They were heading somewhere okay. into Massachusetts for a game. And this was like in April, but they start the season down there. So early baseball, maybe early May, I don't know what it was. And I just talked and said, where are you going, coach? So I said to the baseball coach, and he said, oh, we're going into wherever to play a couple of games. And I told him the story, and, and he, in this great accent, he said, a little god out of Fredericton? <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah. And he said he did recruiting as well as okay. being a baseball coach. So, anyways, I was like, oh, we're off the 95 on an off ramp, yeah. in, you know, one of those stores. But Made a
3: good impression, yeah. though, obviously.
2: Yeah. Right. So, it'd be good. I'd, I'd like to get Peter, I'd like to get a couple of others in to, to talk about the art of recruiting because it is. And, it's, and you talk about a recruiter, uh, Gardner McDougall might be yeah, one absolutely. of the best recruiters in North America yeah. from university. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah
1: it, it's something that I envision that there are all these rules around because of what we hear out of the U.S. Yeah, but my understanding in Canada is not really.
3: Yeah, no, it's it's true. Who I mean, was it it told is. me this story? I can't even remember. It might have been Rob Henniger, when Rob Henniger was being recruited. And uh, Gardner was calling him every day, every day, every day. And finally, he said, uh, listen, are you going to be home tomorrow, supper time? And Rob said, yeah, probably. He said, well, are you sure? Yep. And it was getting down to brass tacks of time to commit kind of thing. You're sure you're going to be home. And and Rob said, yeah. And uh, the next day... Knock knock knock! Gardner at the door, <laughs> locking him down as a recruit. Absolutely, which turned out to be very uh, yeah, that's very a that's profitable a, for both. I,
2: I remember clearly U and B winning a national championship. One of them can't remember which one, and I said to coach after, I said, "That's uh, easy to make the recruiting calls now." After that one, he goes, "Jamesy, I was calling them before the game." Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. So, and you know yeah. what? He was calling. I remember they beat Alberta one year, and he was calling for ice level. Hey, you want to be part of this? <laughs> You know, so that's Gardner McDougall. Do. He yeah. just does not sleep. Yeah. And wow. yet, you know what? I spoke to Jeff Speedy when Jeff, on the occasion when Jeff was moving up. And I said, you know, what did you like about the job and what didn't you like? And, you know, he liked the connection with the kids and liked, you know, helping women grow and, and all that stuff. Recruiting, he could not stand. Right. Yeah. You
2: know, No, it's, uh, yeah. it's not for everybody. No. It's, uh, it's easy to go into the gym and identify the best player. Yeah. Guy or girl, or it doesn't matter. That that's the easy part, and then ten other recruiters are in there seeing the same player. Yeah. But it's um, those that are in the business will watch players on the bench, watch them uh, if there's adversity, watch their uh, interaction with coaches. Are they yeah. listening? Things like that. Um, Mom yeah. and dad bringing you the water bottle on the bench. Yeah. You know things yeah. like that. Like it's uh, it all goes into it. Yeah. So It's yeah. a, it, it's an art form. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, how we got talking about that? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: Tommy's, Cam, Cam Evans. So we're, we're right. on Tommy's yeah, basketball. Right. Yeah. And to get back to Tommy's basketball, uh, Stu, women, one in five, lost at UNBSJ by three coming off a bye week. Um, unexpected.
2: The record was again, sorry? One and, one, one and five with uh, the, lo- the loss at SJ coming, coming off a Stu bye week. Right, and and SJ has won twice now, I believe. They won twice. Tommy's right. looking up at them in the standings. Yeah, which is, you know, whether it's a change into the guard, we talked Stu basketball at the start prior to the season before the Gould and wondered where the scoring was going to come from. Uh, a lot of turnover you know, new faces and young faces. Yeah, so he told me, the... Fred
3: had told me that this was the youngest team he'd ever have. Right. And he said, sometimes that can be an advantage. He said, right now, this is preseason. They think they can win the championship. He said, no, I'm not going to tell them they can't. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I think reality is probably setting in a little bit there. He's yeah, that's, I,
2: that's it's There's topsy-turvy, right? Because UKC beats the Mount. Uh, and then Mount A goes in and smacks UKC by 20. So... Yeah. Who, well, you know what? That's is. sports. Yeah, hey, that's absolutely. why we play I the game.
0: It know? is
1: sports. And, I, and speaking of UKC, they're in the Sunday, Sunday. on Being College in, in Saturday. I had a quick look at that uh, UKC stats one time over the last few days since I let since they last played. Like very very strong stat lines for a lot of players in UKC. The the type that you that I'm used to seeing, uh, Mount Saint Vincent have with five six seven players approaching double digits right. and you know four or five rebounds two three assists across multiple players like that type of type of team so un- unquestionably talented and playing in the tiny <coughs> bandbox box yeah yeah, uh, yeah. I, I did watch um on recording i think saturday morning the uh umbsj game and i know uh i could tell just by the video that celine circle felt awful about uh, the last shot attempt that uh, didn't get off but uh um, my view, and I talked to several other people around the gym on, on Saturday, on that one was it was not at all on her. I thought the execution of the play in, overall was in slow motion and without conviction. Um, screens just weren't set to the, the decoy, um, you know, it just didn't look. I could have guarded it from, from a, you know, from the, <laughs> right. from the upper deck, I think the, just the way that. A fantastic went. kid. She's... Um, and I know I could tell just by her reaction, yeah. she felt bad. I spoke to her briefly on, on Saturday, um, you know, in the, in the gym and she hadn't had not watched it yet. And, and, uh, you know, as you said, still a young club trying to find their identity in a tough conference, a couple of tough games coming up this weekend. And, um, you know, y- you like to see them win one of those, um, Real tough looking at the potential of, of going into the break uh, on a on a losing skid without only that first win. But at it a, does. Out of UNBSJ. That's.
2: Sets the stage for you. Know, we're yeah. kind of lamenting the break, right? But then all of a sudden, you better hit the ground running come January. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or you can find yourself out in a hurry. It's yeah, like that I mean, hockey NHL thing, you know, U.S. Thanksgiving. Yeah. In and, and, the,
1: and they still believe, and I still believe, that if they get in the playoffs, they can make some noise right now if they were to get into that three. Three six, six. game. Uh, I I think it would put them up against Mount A, and we saw in the Ken Gould tournament they were competitive mm-hmm. against Mount A. So uh, I still think they that, had a good weekend that weekend at the Gould. They, they had a, they had a great weekend, and then the, the week after where they opened against UNBSJ, uh, uh, another you know, good, yeah good win there, and then haven't been able to get back in the win column uh, since. So you know of friends of the program there, and of course I spend a lot of my time with Stu, and and uh, you know like to see them. Yes, per, you do. Per, Speaking of per, the feature that was uh, in
3: the Aquinian, I thought the the, oh, good. the writer did a great job there. They oh, a lot of uh,
1: thank you. If you uh, you know, I replayed that in my head the conversation that I had uh, with Anna um, uh, a few times, and I, I think uh, you know she. She uh, did a lot with the few comments that she got out of me that were, I, I think, usable. She weaved it into a good
3: story. <laughs> you think. underestimate think, yourself, Bill. There you go. <laughs> I'm still waiting for Eric Moffat
2: to get to that Stu Banner. We talked about that in the. Oh, back really? Of the is Eric aware of this conversation? He is. I went public with it. I said, "Get the man a Stu Banner." Yeah, He's yeah. Promoting your school like nobody else in athletics. Yeah, so, uh, absolutely. Maybe it's under your Christmas tree.
1: It uh, could be. it, oh, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was different to be asked to be the feature of an article. I know, Brad, you had had uh, posted one on the Freeze website uh, um, with me as a focal point, which always makes me uncomfortable anyway, but very different to, from someone that you don't know to, to reach out and say, hey, you know, yeah. I'd like to do a... Do a little story here. So, yeah. Well,
2: I never liked it. And Huntsy, maybe you can, if you went down back in the day when, you know, newspapers, but when you'd see somebody reading your copy, if you were on the road or whatever, uh, covering some sort of torment, that was always felt weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, yeah. oh, uncomfortable.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that true enough. True. enough. I never had that experience very much though. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right.
2: yeah, I'll tell you, I remember going into work, he used to go into work around four o'clock and the first thing he did was go over to the rack and get the gleaner, right? Cause you wanted to see. God, I hope they didn't scoop us on something. You know, we may have been in the same fraternity in terms of yeah. the same yeah. ownership, you don't want umbrella, to get beat. but you didn't want to get beat. So it'd be sweating your brow and okay. All right. now everything's fine.
3: Yeah. You know what? One of my, uh, one of my early triumphs, so this was pre-gleaner even, I was uh, up here covering the Express of the day, like they shot me up here every winter, and I was home every or back to St. John every summer. But when Danny Grant oh. started to come back, he I was going to Express practice every day to the point where Billy Donovan was saying, "You're doing a great job with the Express, but there's other other things, big fella." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's <laughs> a bang poison. on impression that of uh, Billy poison. Donovan by the late yeah, Bill God Donovan. But, <laughs> but anyway, so I was going to practice every day, and Danny Grant started to skate. With them, And so I, you know, go down to the office and Jock is sitting there and Danny is sitting there in the office. And I said, "Uh, what's going on here? Any kind of a comeback going on? No, no, no. No question there isn't. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. but anyway, Danny was starting to work out a little bit more and starting to sweat a bit and stuff like that. And and anyway, it turned out that, yeah, there was a comeback in the works. And I wrote it and... The Gleaner used to drop by practice once in a while kind of thing. Uh, they started going to practice every day.
2: <laughs>
0: just in case. He <laughs> did come back. Yeah. Week. Played yeah.
3: 16 games. Yeah. 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 He helped Jacques out. Threw shampoo on the ice when he scored. And, uh, yeah. It was,
2: anyway. Jacques and Talk about a name from the past and just with a big New Brunswick connection. That, yeah. You know, may have been lost in the annals of, of history, but Fredericton St. John lived in St. John for a while. Yeah because uh, I can't remember if we discussed that or not, because the Express was supposed to be the St. John Firebirds. That Was uh, Was it Firebirds? Firebirds? I didn't realize they yeah. had come up yeah. with yeah. that much well, It was Philadelphia like Firebirds, right? At the time, I think it was Philadelphia Firebirds. Maybe. Maybe I'm, yeah. I'm, but uh, the LBR in St. John, Lord Beaverbrook, Rink, had a clause that you couldn't play professional hockey out of there. So 60 miles up the road. Yeah became the American Hockey League, landed in Fredericton.
3: First time I met Jacques, was, uh, I was in the office. It was a hot August day. He came in to see Bill Donovan on something. Oh, you're the new guy? Yeah, yeah. He was in St. John at the time, and of right. course they hadn't announced the the plant to Fredericton yet. But uh, that was my first, and Jacques, a lot like Gardner McDougall, yeah.
0: bottled yes. up enthusiasm, oh, just
2: bouncing. Going all
3: the
0: yeah. time.
2: Yeah, yeah. He actually worked as my agent. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when we were doing the major junior stuff. And uh, he was he coached us in AAA yeah. midget at the time, okay. under 18 now. Yeah. Because he didn't have a job yet. The Express didn't live yet. And we went through a coaching change. And uh, Jacques came in and took us over, put us all in suits. We'd never Is know like, that. right? Like the whole thing. Tie. And I remember one of our better players showed up without a tie. And uh, he sat him out. Wow. Uh, message received. And we went on a little run. Yeah. And then Jacques. Obviously, got tied up because he had to do some other stuff, and Mike Toole came back, and Mike took us to the Air Canada. Country. Wow.
3: Okay. Segway. He must have learned that from his Chicago Cougars. Coach. The Cougars. That's right.
2: <laughs> exactly. Well, he has a great picture too, right, with Gretzky and Howe in the WHA All yeah. Star Game. Like he's leaning over the bench, Gretzky as the kid, and Howe as the elder statesman, obviously. And uh, I know he always had that photo framed.
3: I was going to say, hey, wouldn't you? Yeah.
2: So, speaking of photo framed
1: and, uh, and the Express, <laughs> I actually appeared in the Express. A program or Yearbook or whatever it was called, back in like 84 85 Doing what? So at the time, as you know, they would, uh, you'll you'll appreciate this. As the time, as you know, they would come out and visit the schools and okay, all that. So I, I remember it being Clint Malarchak and Tony Curry. I don't remember there was a third one there at at uh, uh, right here, just down the road. Another okay, one is now you know Old Alexander Gibbs Memorial School. I would have been in grade five at the time, and of course one of the things that we did was was writing. Yeah, so I had written a little express poem. that okay. I got asked to read to them that day.
3: What rhymes with express? Uh, I found I found,
1: <laughs> found a few things there. I, I can depressed. Actually, I, I remember. I covered re- them. Remember. I was depressed. They were twenty
3: fifty five and five. Yeah, I,
1: I remember some of it. So the next season, uh, that ended up with my photo from the grade five
2: in the in the program
1: in, in their program. Wow. And I had that somehow. We got a copy of it. Is that, uh, that right? And is had that? that had that framed up. So that's the first bit of my writing that I remember sort of having ever.
3: So do you remember a line or a verse or a?
1: I, I do. A I turn remember. I, I remember some of it. That is
3: yes. with some of it. Uh, I
1: don't know. I don't oh know whether, come on! I don't know where I go there. <laughs>
3: He's blushing, folks. Um, Poet laureate, that's right. author. Uh,
1: <laughs> more, more, more.
3: Bill Gibson. Ah, uh, yeah. So I bet you're sorry you brought that up. <laughs> no, I'm not sure I brought that up. Not, not sorry at all. I wouldn't have
1: brought it up if I was going to be sorry about it, but that's that's my little sort of brush. brush Very way. cool. I, I, Your and, first introduction to fame. Yeah, and never it. get anything else out of that. I didn't, I mean, yeah. I had no yeah. idea that it was even going to be in there, and then someone came over from the game and said, hey, look at this. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, no, no fanfare, no, here's a copy for you, or right. no, here, yeah. here, come to the game. That none totally of that none yeah. of that ever yeah. happened. It was yeah. just yeah. Just, uh, just the way it went uh, back then, right?
2: Yeah. My favorite A-Tale story is a kid it Uh-oh. seems hard to remember now but uh or to believe used to a friend of mine uh grand bay westfield just westfield at the time used to take a bus it's like 15 bucks pick you up on the main drag there in westfield take you to the moncton coliseum okay see a game and have you back before midnight or whatever it was anyway it was moncton was playing gary Unger had been sent okay. down and was playing for the moncton alpines i think they were at the time yep. and scored a goal and came back and the, the you know the young guys were all cheering, and he put his hands down like to calm them down, and said, "I'll never." Because I was right behind the bench, and he said, "Thank you, my children." <laughs> Just never forgot that. Like stands out like a sore thumb. But that was my uh, childhood AHL experience, and then years later, you run all the yeah. AHL rings covering them. Yeah, so. absolutely, Fun. absolutely. But we digress. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the last
1: thing I've got on my list is high school basketball. Um, last Tuesday, FHS over Leo Hayes. At Leo Hayes in overtime. So that was an exciting okay. game. Okay. After we taped uh, last week's episode, I, I made my way up there to watch that one. Um, you're an addict, aren't you? I. I
3: as long as Santa Claus isn't on the road,
1: you're
2: on the road. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 <laughs> 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 new scoreboard, Leo Hayes, too. Is that new? Uh, I think it's a new scoreboard, Leo yeah, Hayes. It, it went, it. went into
1: the, yeah. one end of the uh, building there. It's uh, quite a nice Gym looking... Jim looks good. Yeah, quite a nice looking uh, rig and the gym is looking yeah. it's looking nice there. Um, floors a little bit greasy by the looks of things. Could use a little a little bit of stick em on the floor? Everyone seemed to be sliding around pretty good on the on the floor there, but that's probably due to be to be refinished. Um, JV boys from Leo Hayes won their turning in Carlton North. So they're looking strong this year, okay. Um, was told they were going to be strong and they had some great graduates out of out of the middle school program joining that one. No JV girls program at Leo Hayes, is that correct? That's correct, yeah. yeah. Hmm. That's sort of why we talked about girls basketball last week the way we did. was one of the major factors. Um, Horton Girls won the Lions Den over KV. Did you see either one of those clubs?
2: I saw KV and James M. Hill uh, talking about recruiting, do some recruiting for uh, ACAA, and uh, yeah, just... uh, Back and forth, James M. Hill had KV on the ropes, but it was one of those games uh, you knew it was coming. It was just a matter of when, and it it erupted pretty early in the uh, latter stages for KV to get that win. Hmm.
1: Uh, Leo Hayes over FHS for third, so that was a a good finish for Leo Hayes. That's twice they've beaten FHS uh, this season, and a a rematch at Leo Hayes in what I think is a league game on uh, on Wednesday, tomorrow night, Uh, the...
2: 29th. It's always a weird thing to say that team at high school is young, but Leo Hayes is young. Leo yeah. Hayes and is uh, young. One one. Bevy one in grade 11s, one senior. Smasher of grade 11s. Clemson 10s. Do we and, still
3: consider any Leo Hayes win over FHS on the basketball court? Do we still consider that an upset? I don't know. I, I've been out of that climate for a couple of years, so I don't want to offend anybody, but usually well, it's if you, if basketball. You go, is, if you go
1: on results of the last few years, right? Leo Hayes has... Has caught up somewhat, but FHS has still, at championship level, yeah. been there a whole lot more. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's an upset. The gap is not near what so, it used to be, okay. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and in fact, um, you know, AAA girls at FHS, they lost a lot, and, and they're they're young. They have some talent, and certainly, as, as we know, well-coached uh, as well. Um, so um, that could be an interesting game uh, on Wednesday. Uh, I'll be there for that one. Uh, just to wrap up, uh, the Lions Den, the Leo Hayes boys ended up in the 5-6 game, so they didn't win either of their round-robin games and then lost the 5-6 game to Col Saint-Anne. And Col Saint-Anne, the number one ranked AA team in the province, mm. they could be really good this year. Um, if I weren't going to Leo Hayes uh, tomorrow to watch FHS and be on the mic there for that one. Uh, I would be at Ecole St. Anne, they're hosting Woodstock, girls oh, okay. and guys, uh, 5.30 for the girls, 6.00, 7.15 for the guys, Woodstock girls are number one, Woodstock guys are number three, and as I just, uh, just said, ESA guys are number one, uh, based on NB Hoop News rankings from last week, I haven't seen this week yet, uh, but one versus three at the AA level, Woodstock and, and uh, the Thunder program, tough to... Tough to beat. And that course St. Ann team, of course, is pretty good as well. And, and uh, you know, more connections there with uh, uh, Votor from the Tommies right. on so, yeah. the coaching staff, uh, Zach. Yeah.
2: And Woodstock High, one of the best gyms to go to to watch games. Uh, it's great atmosphere. Yeah, it's great. It's roll great. a ball out in Woodstock, right? And people yeah. are yeah. clamoring at the door. Yeah. It's yeah. like going to Harvey and uh, just a lot of fun. And I think that's what the interscholastic sports are about, just that – you know, Small-town atmosphere, I guess. And it's great. And, and having lived in Woodstock for a couple of years and going to those games and, and playing senior yeah, hockey. you love it when a
3: town has yeah, an identity. Uses, absolutely. And, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, Hoosiers, you know? Yeah. It's very cool. That's true. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I always try to sneak up if I can, and the years that the weather cooperates and the schedule cooperates up to some of the uh, TVC. Right? Right. It happens, I think, right after Christmas. Uh, so it's in that holiday break area if... Santa's not if on I the can. road anymore. Santa, 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 Santa's off the off the road. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to live that dead, am I? Yeah. Um Other uh, basketball action this week. This is the Maritime Invitational uh, this weekend at Leo Hayes FHS and Harvey High School. I think are, are hosting. That's how Friday. many teams in that this year? I don't know. I I haven't seen that. I know they were looking for. I want to say. 16 on the guy side and 10 plus on the girl side is what they had posted for, and because they, they went had peaked by, at some crazy number. Oh, it yeah, was, it was it's a crazy, it was yeah. a crazy number a few years ago, and and they backed down from that. It's one of my favorite tournaments of the year. It's like when you were kids and you you're talking to your buddy and you says, you know, my dad could beat your dad, or who's going to win a fight between Superman and Batman? <laughs> you get to see those matchups in this because you get. Pugwash, Nova Scotia against Macadam, or right. Pugwash, Nova Scotia against the Leo Hayes JV team, yeah. like yeah. matchups you that you don't know. Like, how is this going to go? Like, who's gonna, yeah, who's gonna prevail yeah. in this? And
3: no, I think John built that
2: tournament. I can't remember his last name. John Rice. Rice. John
1: Rice, of course.
3: Yeah. Yep. No, Sorry, John. Was,
2: was yeah. yeah. Smash the teams there for a while using every you know from yeah. every facility there was. Yeah. So. yeah all,
1: all over, and then they sort of consolidated a lot at UNB where they used the main gym, the two downstairs and then right. and then the pit um and then you know smattering of of high schools for a couple of years and I was involved there that was, was one weekend i think i called 17 wow um from the webcast, you'd be position. popping they're, the old they're, honeybees, they're wouldn't you? One, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I tell you, it was it was it was not much coming out. Those Bill And those ninety two eighteen games are a lot of fun to keep yeah. Uh, uh, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's there's some that yeah. Um, yeah, and free free admission this year. Okay, that's good. <clears> yeah, yeah. Uh, courtesy of Frederick Nissan for that. They think they picked up oh, uh, whatever tab. So a scaled back tournament, but uh, an interesting one, and and always one of my favorite uh, tournaments uh, of the season. Uh, brings me to end of the notes. End of the notes. End of the note. We've run yeah, out of well, we
2: talked last uh, last week too about Chris Connor, an old friend of ours, and I know uh, you know media here is talking about the HL and, yep. and harness racing and, and left for a while in Ontario to call uh, harness racing there. And there's a GoFundMe page um, for Chris and, and Billy. You and I and Aaron Kennedy the, dropped, over, uh, for dropped yesterday. over for lunch. Dropped over for lunch yeah. yesterday. Yeah, Go, yeah. Fried clams and fish and. And uh, schooner beer yeah. for for Christopher. Had a couple so. of stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. good so, man
3: having a bit of a struggle. Absolutely. Uh, you so. know, if uh, if you can help out with the GoFundMe, uh, they're trying to raise uh, forty thousand dollars for Chris's care and and uh, and upkeep and stuff. And um, I think the last I looked, we were at twenty three seven. Anyway, a good guy absolutely. who needs our help, and you know uh, this community is famous for stepping up that way. So if you can, please do
2: and just, you know, telling some of the stories and uh, still gets out uh, to bet on the ponies and uh, just, uh, you know, that whole conversation. Yeah, yeah.
3: does the Friday night off track stuff and, uh, you know, he knows his
2: horse flesh. So he probably makes a little money on the side that way. I don't know if they did it up here back years ago. not. I remember Ingham Palmer and St. John had a five-minute segment on EPR that night, his picks. He like, loved the horses, didn't loved he? Loved the horses, yeah. King's picks. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, harness racing was, was King for a long time with there yeah. on East St. John on Saturday.
3: No, you know what? I got to that sport late because I, I started covering, you know, Walter Dales and stuff like that. But you go along the backstretch and the people there yeah. in that industry, and in that sport, um, just salt of the earth, you know? Cannot uh, disagree. Some yeah. of my
2: best feature stories were on some of the, uh, from the barns to the, yeah. to those in the sulkies. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they work hard uh, yeah. and that's their play, but it's also their livelihood. Yeah. For a lot of them yeah. obviously at the harness races. No, you people. know what? And they work
3: hard starting at like five o'clock in the morning,
2: oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, so, and, and as a former horse owner, they're not cheap. Yeah. They don't eat Oh, you snacks. owned a horse? Oh, Tell yeah. that story. <laughs> Yeah, I'm scared to death of horses. I they know it, and, and uh, <laughs> so go out and buy one. So go out and buy one. Um, I'll tell you how it started. It was well, it would have about around this time years ago? I went and bought three lessons for my wife. Okay, because you know she loved horses and all that. And sound like Tom Petty song, and uh, it. So she started riding and competing, and next thing you know, the girls get into it, and uh, middle daughter was a competitive jumper. Scared oh, okay. the hell out of me a thousand pound horse jumping over things with an 80 pound 10 year old or whatever she was at the time and yeah so we had Taz for for a number of years and she left us prematurely but uh, that's the horse okay and um, yeah just uh, she ended up retiring at Jackie Kerr's dad's uh, farm oh okay it's a small world there but uh, yeah so it's uh, I would spend summers and winters watching horse jumping and western and all this stuff, so i probably know more about it than i ever thought i would but uh yeah for me to saddle up not a chance no
3: no but like i say you know people in the sulky and Mm -hmm. you the thing is you can go to the winner's circle get your interview done and it's gold is they're walking them back to the barns. So they're trotting the horse back to the barn, and you Ducking get some away. great stuff out of them.
2: Yeah. And trust me, if anybody's looking for equestrian stuff, give me a shout. Because <laughs> every time I go to my attic, I'm like, okay, you guys, have to get, sell this, put it on whatever it is the thing you're selling there because it's taking up a lot of space. And it's always the same answer. We might get back into it. Yeah. Well, you
1: might want to save that because horse racing's coming back. Here. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a <laughs> debate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's an
2: interesting debate in this town, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, so, unfortunately,
3: horse racing. I don't think we'll ever be back here. It's. I don't know. It's, yeah.
2: It, it's. I mean, different world. I remember my uncle, uh, late uncle, taking me out to the the nags as we used to call them back in the day, and he was you know big gambler. Probably shouldn't have had little Bradley out there with all the smoking going on <laughs> and all that stuff. You probably being, learned a few uh, words, learned, learned a few things, learned where to stand and everything, but just betting and ripping up tickets, you know. And uh, but it's. Uh, I don't know what the generation would be like of betters because there's so much online. Well, that's gambling,
3: it. Yeah, you know, you know, it's, it's easy to gamble right from your phone if you is. want to. So
1: well, it would have to be a technology play, right, to get that back yeah. for sure. I think that would have to be
2: involved. And, and that's the, uh, here we go down the side too with this whole betting stuff that you're inundated with these commercials and they're on hockey helmets in the NHL and you just drives me nuts. It's it drives yeah. me crazy. And then the the players that are getting suspended like Shane Pinto, like how it happened and and all that stuff. And I get it, like you don't want the like the the nineteen nineteen White Sox Black Sox scandal, right? You just don't want that. But it, it's I'll there. tell you what,
3: though, you're not far from that. Probably, you know, yeah. we don't know about it yet, but there's gonna be somebody is gonna be accused of fixing games or something. You just it's been a while since heading we're down those that
2: point shaving scandal like Boston yeah. College years ago in, in yeah. basketball and stuff like that, but. Um, the, the uh, crazy documentary on Netflix I'm not sure if you saw the NBA referee Tim Donahue I believe. Tim, Tim Donahue. Yeah. incredible story and uh, of gamblers and yeah. and, and the that. one on the Arizona Sun Devils, right? Yeah. That one as well. Yeah. So another good one on. Yeah. I think that's, that's Netflix a, too. Certainly a story for another day, but it's a, it's it's. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> Chris Christoph is so many... a partly truth, partly fiction, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. What's out there?
3: Yeah. And I mean all the shows are like FanDuel, and I can't even keep all the gambling houses straight. No, I
2: know. Yeah, know?
1: I, I don't even understand what the what the No, means, I don't get I, it. Either. Unless, unless, I, don't get, I don't get it either. Or Lotto, where yeah. you just have the numbers come up. I have no idea how to no. do any of yeah. that stuff. I yeah. wouldn't
2: spend a nickel to see a hot dog bark. So I'm certainly <laughs> not going to gamble. It's just something out of all the vices. Oh yeah, no,
3: exactly. You know that. what? I, I I would play a pro line once in a while if, if I thought there were sure things, and you try and pick sure three sure things. And you'd put and down red five. lose. Yeah. <laughs> you put down five bucks and you get eight bucks back if you win all three. And, uh, yeah, somebody would screw me up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Absolutely. laughs> yeah. Anyway. So we snuck over the
1: hour mark, unbelievably, okay. um, how we got there.
2: Um, Always fun, boys. I don't
1: think we have any corrections for this week. Nobody reach out and say. Well, me. I do have
2: one correction. Uh, okay. Wearing a Red Sox shirt. Although, you know, at the downtown Marysville, downtown Marysville studio, I guess you can get. Home, you team. Home, home team. He's the home team. Oh, yeah. Home team, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, uh,
1: get away with the Red Sox shirt. Um, yes. How
3: proud you are to wear it is another thing.
1: Hey, <laughs> it's the off season. You can, if you can't be proud to wear, wear a team jersey now for,
2: for yeah. baseball, you're never going to be proud. I actually donned my Tennessee Titans toque the other day because they won for the first time. Yeah, so like oh, Labor yeah, Day. And get and Houston, so, man, oh yeah, you got the Houston. Oh I Labor Don't on. go That's too it. far without that. But yeah, because uh, and the Bruins are struggling, so I haven't. I put away my Bruin toques for, for a little thing, while. But, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so Brad, this week you've got the wings Thursday, Saturday. Thursday, I Saturday. I did confirm it is Saturday, Saturday Thanksgiving. Is Saturday. I would have yeah.
2: showed up at the rink Sunday and, yeah. you know, called, a, everybody? called an old timers game or something. Yeah, yeah well,
1: but, you, you never know. Yeah. Uh, myself, as mentioned, I'd uh, be at the Leo Hayes for the AAA girls game uh, on mm-hmm. Wednesday and then Stu basketball Saturday, Sunday. And then I think things go pretty quiet. Who's got what?
3: the call for the Stu women's hockey tomorrow night? Is that it's at Mountain university. Oh, is
2: that not A? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we had Don't. been asked by uh, the faithful listener uh, to prepare a Santa Claus list uh, for local sporting celebrities and everything. So I think maybe the three of us will have to reconvene sometime and prior, just prior to Christmas, and uh, pass out some. Ah, yeah. Oh, that could be fun. Christmas Give out a few dresses. gifts. Could be, yeah. could be fun gift giving yeah. uh, yeah. adventure there. Yeah, I think so. A few wishes for farm. sure. Yeah, maybe have some Christmas cheer.
1: Oh, wow, absolutely. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Yeah. Then you'll be
2: saying, well, we're over the four hour mark. Yeah. The yeah. famous uh, still- Al White line from uh, the tankard years ago. You think that report was bad? Wait till my six yeah. o'clock report. Confused? You
3: won't be after my next report.
2: <laughs> Sorry, Al. <laughs>
3: that was a classic.
2: Oh, man. Those right. were the days, too, when you used to put your hand up and arm wrestle to cover the tankard. Yeah uh and the nba amateur golf men's or women's didn't matter it was like that's because the newsroom you had three or four people and it's just like i want that one I yeah, want that one absolutely Yeah. the tank up we used to call it yeah,
1: yeah. yeah so any any other last uh comments here it's, it's like a pretty happy note didn't it
2: yeah i think it was great and it's always fun to, to get together and it was it was fun to get together yesterday and you know tough situation there with with chris as i said but great to see aaron kennedy come up from the port city or quispam sis i guess now yeah. that he's acting yeah know what he is down there but Doing something, he's an so uh, acting Green, chief administrator officer. A, he's or the, the Grand Poopah there, isn't yes, he? Yes, that's right. Yeah. exactly. The chief
1: order of the water buffalo? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So good to see
2: him as always. And uh, yeah. so it's I'm a and
3: Fred Flintstone here. And,
2: and Bernie, well, you were Barney Rubble <laughs> yesterday because yeah. yeah. we drove with him. <laughs> anyway. I know who that makes us, Gibby, Joe Rockhead, and... <laughs> Mr. Slate. Mr. Slate, <laughs> 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 Slate. exactly. <laughs> All right, put this to bed. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for
1: listening, folks. That's going to do it for episode 12 of Late Scratches, where we cover local sports of all sorts. For our guest, Bill Hunt, Brad James, I'm Bill Gibson. Uh, folks, we're going to try to do this again next week. Uh, come on back, uh, check in then.
0: Regional Service Commission 11 is now known as the Capital Region Service Commission. For all your building or subdivision permits, regional transportation, social mandates, and economic development questions, visit capitalrsc.ca. That's C-A-P-I-T-A-L C.ca. Email info at crsc.ca, call 506-453-2956, or visit our office at 860 Prospect Street in Fredericton. Late Scratches is the podcast that sports fans are talking about in the greater Fredericton area. Stories, features, and special guests are filling the gap for what's happening in your favorite sport around the region. If you want to advertise in this medium, now's your chance. You can sponsor a show or have a 15-second commercial on Late Scratches, your stop for Fredericton and area sports stories. Email latescratches at outlook.com for details.